This is the Daily Roundup on Radio Islam International. Well, KwaZulu-Natal has again been lashed by storms, floods and landslides over the past couple of months with at least 40 people killed in December and January alone. There is still, over the course of the next few days, certain areas that may expect uh, you know, inclement weather. And this has been a source of concern for, for many we've seen over the last uh, weekend uh, in the greater Durban area, especially to the north of Durban, Phoenix, Vanlum, uh, Mount Edgecombe various uh, you know areas to the north of Durban uh, a, a a sizable amount of uh, of flooding that has uh, fortunately not brought any fatalities but in fact uh, destruction to property now, whilst the province is still reeling from the floods and inclement weather authorities have warned of further thunderstorms in KZN in the next few days now, to discuss the impact of the flooding on the infrastructure of the province we welcome online Dr. Hope Hankwalani town planning expert at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Dr. Hope, uh, good evening and thank you for joining us. Good evening to you and all of you. Uh, has enough thought been put down, Dr. Hope, in you know town planning in the last previous few years when, when many areas in KZN, especially in Durban, you know, being developed for industry, for agriculture, as well as for, for housing. You know, in your opinion, has enough thought been put into the process of stormwater management to mitigate the effects of the storms that we are seeing? Why are we having such an impact in the last few years, Dr. Hope? Uh, thank you very much. Um, I think you're raising a very critical question uh, around wh- why the impact and, and the continuity. Obviously, we do know high on top of the high agenda, the agenda is the issue around the climate change, which obviously um, continue to be a challenge and will continue to be a challenge. In fact, it's going to get worse in the next uh, coming years to come. But uh, when we're looking at it from town planning perspective, there are issues that one can poke hole on and to say perhaps if we are to improve here and if we are to do this better uh, uh, maybe things will improve and what comes to mind as we're talking now is the issues around the land use uh, planning management so people in Durban and even in other parts of the country but in Durban they're also building their houses into what we call a flood plain areas the areas which are prone to flooding and and that is a land use plan kind of management task that a planner needs to be mindful of so we need to take uh, our measures around that for people to not build on on, on those flood flood uh, plains area, but the other issue again is the way in which we design our cities. So we need to design cities which are risk informed. In other words, we need to design cities bearing in mind that we are most likely to go into experience flooding. Therefore, the issues around the, the way in which water we channel our waters within our cities matters. Uh, the drainage system, the functionality of those drainage system matters, and how they are located uh, within our cities. So that is another issue that we need to look at. It. Of course, we can run away from making sure that we come up with uh, uh, what we call eco-friendly activities in, in in the way in which we design. So 
So we need to open up, have some open uh, open space within our cities, or which we're gonna we're gonna act. They're gonna act more of as a collector of water to make sure that if it's raining, then we have a point where more water will get into which is the pond, and then channel that into into relevant areas. And and that we don't have in most instances. And of course, we'll talk about the permeable pavement. How do we deal with that? And and there are a number of issues that we're supposed to be doing in, ter- in from a time planning perspective, which is not really happening. In terms of the infrastructure maintenance, it's also an issue uh, of concern. How, are we often are we are we um, uh, maintaining our infrastructure? Hmm. And 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 uh, if, if we are not maintaining infrastructure, obviously it becomes an issue. So there are a number of issues that we can look into. Hmm. Doctor Hope, I mean, when it comes to uh, newer cities or newer developments, one can obviously expect town planning and architecture to get involved in ensuring a more eco friendly type of design for example as you had brought up maybe permeable pavements or or, or grass patches or green zones within a new development to allow water permeation but a challenge is always going to exist with development which is already 50 60 70 years of age your cbd uh you know your your more developed suburban areas that uh, this type of research and this type of technology or understanding was not there at that point in time. So if a person wanted to pave the entire driveway or pave the entire property, mm. it, it didn't you know, exist at that time by way of sanction that, no, you can't do it because we have now you know, got different research with regards to permeability. W- what happens to those areas of a city that have already been designed but also needs to come to the party when it comes to water, water management? How does one cope with, with, with city and, and parts of a, uh, a town that's already been developed years ago. Yeah, I think this is a very important point you, you're making because actually that is the problem. So we have designed cities which are not risk-informed and, and because we never take the issues of climate change seriously and here we are, then what do we do? Um, obviously, there's what we call uh, rezoning and, and amendments. Uh, in some instances, we obviously have to, to work with what we have. So the, the idea of relocating people may be very expensive uh, and, and, and not even an idea to start with. But to what extent people are educated about the, the climate change and the use of infrastructure. Now, if you drive around within our cities, they go to Berea. For like recently I was in Berea and, and I was shocked with the amount of uh, uh, waste accumulating around drainage, drainage system. And those, those, those are basic information. That's the basic information that's supposed to be communicated to people to say you cannot just be throwing your dirty everywhere your plastic everywhere so the education will play a, a, a critical role in some of those areas but also just looking at, at the way in which we design our cities the areas which are paved and are necessarily so maybe we need to start thinking about that every effort that we make now no matter how small it is is contributing towards the, towards the bigger picture but it also calls for a need to plan better going forward to say how do we then plan better if you look if i can give you an example with japan and around the 1960s when they had their their first earthquakes a lot of people died but over the years a number of people and people are affected by by, by earthquakes is, is getting smaller and smaller Recently, they had over 100 uh, uh, earthquakes in a day, but very few people died compared to people 
who died a couple of years ago. So it means that over the years, we will be building the resilience within our cities. It's not going to be something overnight, but we need to put system now. And, and are we putting those systems? I'm not sure about that. So, Dr. Hope, I mean, uh, the, the issue of, of town planning, uh, you know, one wonders at whether it is actually taken seriously by way of development. In your opinion, I mean, do cities, do architects view town planning uh, as a as a hindrance to the work that they are doing? Because ultimately, they want to, they, they want output. They want more properties. They want more people on the property. They want a a, a turnover of of profit. And and here you come, your town planner says, no, you can't do this here. It's going to have an environmental impact. You are planning thirty six units. It's not possible. You can only put twenty four units. And as a result, there is this culture that we want to circumvent town planning. I mean, is this something which is realistic, Doctor Hope? That you you have this culture that you know what it's viewed as a as a burden rather as an asset. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that that you are mentioning that because in my recent article I did mention that that actually let's leave the job of town planning to to town planners and 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 not to politicians, and and this is across the country, even in other countries, to say. Town planning, it's, it's a very restrictive profession in, in its nature because it's more concerned about the land use and how you function within the cities and the way you, you allocate resources and land uses. And because of its very nature, it's therefore detect what you do in your soil, in, in, in a piece of land. And it's not a very favorable uh, profession because of that nature, because it takes away investment. So, yeah, there are a group of professionals, even town planners, who actually are complaining to say, we do give advice. Uh, and and our advice are not taken seriously. I just being disregarded because very often you are talking about things that people are not seeing. When you talk about flood plague and you mention hundred years or fifty years, people are like, "Come on, fifty years? Where will I be by then?" So mm. it is a very uh, a not very pleasant uh, profession with other people, but very critical to make sure that we are all safe. So. Uh, you know, finally, uh, Dr. Hope, do you believe that this problem, we, we, we're speaking mainly regarding, you know, KZN currently because of the, the, you know, the floodings and the landslides that have happened here and, you know, over the last few years. And this, in fact, is a focus of attention. But, you know, do, do you view that this is going to be a phenomena that is now not just going to be restricted to KZN, but other cities need to take uh, cognizance of it also that, 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 you know, this type of change is going to happen to your part of the world as well? Yes, 100%. The climate change is not going back. It's here and, and its impact is already being felt. Um, as to how we respond to it, it's up to us uh, whether we want to be alive at the end of it, if there is an end, or whether we just want to continue and, and just count one day as it goes. But the bottom line is that we are all going to be affected. And as a country, as a globe, everywhere else we're going to be affected. But how we relate with our environment, how we plan matters, especially the new cities that we're planning, we really need to look into the issues around the risk-informed uh, cities and, and, and the water uh, designs which which are, are, are very critical into our planning. So going forward, 
things going to get worse in as far as flooding is concerned. But uh, how we survive it is the step and, and, and decision that we make today. Dr. Hope uh, Hangwalani, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International this uh, evening with this uh, well important discussion. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know what, when it comes to um, weather-related issues, we've seen our fair share of uh, drama in the last, what, 24 months here in, uh, you know, in KZN. Um, issues of the floods, that is the floods of two Ramadans ago, still, uh, you know, um, still visible in KZN. You go to many, many offices and, and many parts, maybe not so much in the greater Itegwini area, but on the outskirts, your Tongart, your Vallum, Maidstone, those areas there. And you still have the issues of, uh, uh, you know, what what became of that, uh, you know, flood of, uh, you know, two years ago, the remnants thereof by way of damaged infrastructure still, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, being assessed and still being, uh, you know, uh, felt by way of by way of damage. Uh, and, 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 you know, if one had to look at the human toll thereof, off. There are still dozens of people that remain unaccounted for over the last 24 months because of weather-related issues and weather-related, you know, weather-related concerns. So this year is a, a an important discussion that how is town planning going to include um, events, storm-related events? And and one thing that has happened, which we didn't speak, I think, much about, but probably you know, I need to get an an architect's perspective over here more than anything is the issue of paving you know um, people of course by nature you know they want their houses they want their properties to look fine and and decent so as a result uh, you know landscaping and all these type of activities take place it's not just unique to people's private properties but even the masjid for that matter the madrasa if you've got some money to spend or you've got a sponsor you do want to invest in a little bit of uh, uh, let's say uh, you know, landscaping, etc. How much of it do you need to put, you know, to, to pave over, to cement over, to concrete over, to tar over, or even, you know, to, to work in such a way that permeability of the soil is affected? And even if you have to, right, even if you now eventually have to pave over because um, of parking, can't expect the people to park on the grass. What type of pavers are you using? Does it allow what they call it the 30-40% of seepage after a rain-related event? Because if that's not going to take place, the water needs to go somewhere. It's going to go in a drain. It's going to go on the street somewhere. It's going to go into a gutter. It needs, by way of its nature, it needs to flow. So hence, that was part of that conversation over there, that are we planning in such a way that accommodates uh, the, the proper land usage.